0: Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences.
1: In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you.
0: We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 141, a personal account of life as a psychic medium with Lindsay Marino. In this episode, I interview Lindsay with questions that she did not see before the interview. So it sparked her to speak straight from her soul, straight from her heart. And if you are a psychic medium, business owner, if you're somebody that plans on doing that in the future, this is an episode for you. In this episode, we dug out gold from Lindsay Marino, and she shares some insights that will help all of you psychic mediums out there bettering your craft as a psychic medium and as a business owner. I hope everybody enjoys the show.
0: Hi guys, welcome back. We're so excited that you're here. Today's episode is sort of like a continuation from last week. Last week I interviewed Tony. We got really deep and personal about business and personal life for him. And this time I'm in the hot seat. So he's interviewing me and we don't give each other any kind of prep Questions at all, so I have no clue what Mm-mm, he's going to ask. So right. I'm going to be sitting in the seat of just listening and mm-hmm. and answering from my heart. She
1: can't see any of these questions. They're first time, right here. So here we go, Lindsay. Are you ready? I think so. Take a deep breath.
0: Oh boy, more <laughs> questions. Ever.
1: No, okay. So Lindsay, so what is something that most people would never know about you?
0: Hmm. Most people. Um. Probably that I have an adventurous spirit. I I like to do things that are on my, I, I call it the list of things to do before reaching heaven. So I've been skydiving, bungee jumping, hot air balloon riding. I like to do things that scare me and give me a little rush. So I don't know if many people know that.
1: Right. And first blush, they wouldn't think that about you because you're so relaxed and... <laughs> Calm, and when I first found that out about you with skydiving, I'm like, What? She skydives? That's crazy. I don't do it
0: regularly, but I did it once.
1: When somehow you convinced me to go in a hot air balloon. It's like you're all these different things, and bungee jumping too. I think that was pretty interesting there. Yes. Okay. So, Lindsay, so what's one thing you wish you would have known when you first started your psychic medium business?
0: That's a really good question. Um, The one thing I wish I would have known was that any kind of thing that was coming at me that was negative or resistant really came back to me that instead of getting stuck in that and kind of looking at all the external things and thinking it's from them, it's from this experience, it really came back to the belief in me. So I would have given myself a little bit more faith, a little bit more belief and focused in on that, really tuning into me rather than that external world. Because it really did stop me in a lot of ways.
1: Right, know? so you felt like you got lost in the external resistance yeah, rather what than thought. tuning into yourself there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was mainly like, what are people thinking? You know, Do they feel uncomfortable with me putting myself out there? And I really got lost in that. I've got my feelings hurt a lot with that. So that luckily I had you during that time to kind of coach me but it still really was difficult for me Mm -hmm. and it was really that belief in myself it wasn't strong at certain points so it caused different things to kind of come out on the outside
1: and do you think being an empath do you think it made it even harder with that kind of thing
0: definitely I felt like because I'm so sensitive to other people's emotions it felt almost like I took it personally. Like, is it something that I did wrong? Um, Am I not explaining myself enough to show them who I am? Because I could feel that judgment or that insecurity, but really it came back to me, like how much did I believe in myself and what were the insecure moments for me? And it just showed up as mirrors and other people around me. So it was some of their insecurities, but it wouldn't have been shown to me in the way that it was. If it weren't for my insecurities in that moment, if that makes sense.
1: It does. So you're, so you, what you're saying is you think that if you had a stronger belief in yourself back then and your business and everything else yeah. you were doing, then you wouldn't have cared as much.
0: I wouldn't have cared as much. As much the right. resistance could have been there, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't have let it take over for so long. And I wouldn't have been pointing the finger at everyone else mm-hmm. so much if I just... Believed a little bit more, and I know that takes time Sometime, but if I had to go back It would spend a little bit more time on building that
1: belief It does and you can't just force yourself right and I've watched you transform over the last six What is it seven years now
0: since? 2007 and really going with full your time, business full-time. Yeah, that was since 2014 or 13 around that time, right?
1: And I watched you transform with your belief and i noticed that the stronger that you Or the more you stuck with it and stay consistent with your business Yeah, the less all of that you had to worry about and the more that you start to focus internally on that internal resistance yeah. and process and your own Energy, so
0: and it gave me more energy when I started to focus more on okay Let's stay focused and stay aligned rather than trying to plug into everyone else's emotions mm-hmm. and tuning into that because that's really draining
1: right exactly because all that's going to happen anyways right human nature it's not personal all that's going to happen anyways interesting okay so what are some common myths about running a psychic medium business
0: common myths um one is that it's easy because it's not always easy it's a mindset game in a way (laughs) Because when you're doing this work and you're putting yourself out there, you're coming out of the closet as a medium, it's not fully normal, and that's my focus is to normalize mediumship. Um, but it's not always easy. It's not going to be you know one of those you know feelings of okay, we're just smoothly running around and and giving some readings. No, there's some behind the scene things that have to happen um so that's one thing. The other thing with the business, you really have to be good at balancing the energy, energy of yourself, energy of the clients, energy that you are managing when the spirit realm's coming up, coming through. So you really have to have a lot of expectations of what, you have to know your expectations of what you want really out of that. I think that's the main thing. The other thing is, is I think the big thing a lot of people think that if they do this work they could literally do readings all day and what I realize, and the thousands of psychic mediums and healers that I work with is it's not sustainable to do readings all day the quality of the readings aren't going to be great the quality of life as a human isn't going to be as great so that's what I found you know everyone's different but that's the one thing that I found that there may be a mix of things that come up with psychic mediumship you may be teaching and doing readings you may be um, doing art in readings. You know, there's different things that you can kind of incorporate in that work, but everyone's different. And the other thing is, the most important thing is, is, you don't, it's not a one size fits all with psychic mediumship. I think people try to be like other mediums and they don't even know who they are as a medium. So you can take bits and pieces of mediumship and other people and say, oh, I love that style, but also don't lose yourself in the process there's no right or wrong way to do it it's really how you feel internally and it is a process to figure that out
1: right so you'd say that that takes time right it's not like you can just take one course or have one mentor and boom everything happens it's more like a process to where you have to pay the price be consistent yeah and do all of those different things so with that so what is your what is part of your process on constantly learning and keeping your edge and I heard you mentioned mindset. You yeah. described it how the mindset. So, so what's your process on how you always um, are able to stay on top of your game to where you're not going to get electrocuted by all this energy because you yeah. are doing such deep work as a psychic medium.
0: Listening. I feel like listening to mentors but also listening to my own soul and listening to the spirit realm that's coming through. I found that that was really, really... Important because I noticed the patterns of the things that they were saying when I was giving the readings. The other patterns that I pay attention to is the patterns of my students. And I started to connect the dots for myself. I actually had to experience burnout before I could really get um, anchored into the work that I was doing. And I'm not saying that it's perfect, but I have an awareness level of wait a second, I feel drained. I need to shift something. So I think mixing that human life with mediumship and not putting yourself on a pedestal to say oh, I'm in the end-all be-all of the answers of Whatever you have for your reading. It's not like that, but I, I want to Really make sure that I'm living the human life and I feel like being around children that's for me that always keeps me grounded I, I always have loved children. Whether it was when I was teaching the third grade or being around nieces and nephews, like I really pay attention to the de- the details of children, the things they say, the things they do, what brings them joy, because that's really truly who we are. So I think having that balance, and sometimes I can, you know, get really locked in on being serious. So I feel like you're my person, where you <laughs> kind of help me loosen up. But the natural core of who I am, like. I love jumping on a trampoline. If I'm gonna pass a trampoline, I'm gonna jump on it. If I'm gonna pass a swing, I'm gonna swing on it. Like I like to do those things, riding bikes. Um, I feel like that's the big thing, and then also focusing on things with a grain of salt. So if I'm learning with a mentor, I will literally listen, experience, and do those things, and I'll say, oh, that resonates with me, or that doesn't resonate with me, but I'm gonna keep that to the side. And I feel like that's a big thing, you know, when it comes down to the work that we do is to take things with a grain of salt, study, but experience has been the biggest thing for me to actually experience the readings and experience my students and that sort of thing.
1: So it's like you're taking you're taking in all this information from mentors, from spirit, from yourself, and then you're experimenting with it and yeah. you're seeing what resonates and what doesn't and what doesn't. You just throw to the side and yeah. You're not really consumed with, doing it this one way because one way doesn't exist. And it's really about self-awareness I heard you talk about in there. Yeah. So what do you think about self-awareness with psychic mediums and their business? Because I know that with any industry, people get so focused on like, I need to become the best psychic medium, right? Um, And they forget about the other parts, like the mindset and the self-awareness. What would you say if you had to create a percentage? What is it? that makes a successful psychic medium business compared to someone who's not successful
0: it will be moving out of your own way accepting that even if you're the best psychic medium in your mind like that's your goal i want to be this best psychic medium in the world if you're not fully fulfilled with your life outside of doing the readings like what does that even mean it doesn't matter if you're you know, making a million dollars every year, if you're not truly happy with the other parts of your life, it's not gonna be successful. But I feel like success comes from um, really feeling like you're able to live your life as the human self and then also do the mediumship work but feel energized after you do it, not feel drained. So I think that's the big thing. And then also take the lessons from the spirit realm and what they bring to you and really be present with that. It's when I wasn't present with different readings or different moments, it was more of like a a draining feeling where I feel like, wait a second, let me take a step back. And the successful part I feel with businesses is, trust the awareness when you know something needs to change. I've changed so many pieces of my business where I resisted some of it, I'm like, I know there's a change coming, it's not right now, but I know it's around the corner and I would trust the signals that would come in. Like a student might say, do you offer this class? No, I don't offer it. And then six months later, I'm like, okay, I'm getting another nudge. I need to trust that, that change. Don't be afraid of change. That is where I feel like is success when it comes to the, the business world with psychic mediumship and healing.
1: That's powerful. So what I heard you say. It really is about self-awareness, right? Yeah. It's really about knowing yourself and what works for you and what doesn't. Yeah. So for the- And pe- I got a
0: lot of resistance with that. I got resistance around everything about putting me out myself out there too much about the prices that I put out there and then I had those same people coming to me and saying how do you do how do you run your business like I need help I'm drained I'm burnt out I'm working three jobs and I recognize that I want to help other psychic mediums and healers know that hey you can be energized and, and impact a lot of people too so
1: that's amazing so for the people that, maybe just watching you for the first time what did you always know you were a medium obviously I know the answer because I'm your husband but for them did you always know you were a medium or what what happened how did how did that all come about
0: no I didn't know that I was always a medium I actually didn't even know what a medium was um I was always very connected to praying and you know I'm Catholic you know you know that but I used to love going to CCD and We learned about saints, and there was a saint that I had to do a report on. Her name is Saint Catherine of Siena, and she used to pray the Hail Mary on each step. And at that point, I was gonna make my first Holy Communion. I was locked in to saying the rosary in my room, um, reading different Bible stories, angel stories, miracles, and wanting to do what she did, where she would pray on each step. Um, I just wanted to be more like her, and I wanted to be really praying to the Blessed Mother. So I felt very, uh, more on the quiet side of um, spirituality where it was more like, okay, I'm gonna lock into this, you know, this book about angels and the Blessed Mother. And that was my thing. Like that was really what I was connected to around that time. Second grade was a pivotal time for me with my Holy Communion. And I always had um, outer body experiences when I was little. I'd float out of my body uh, when I was sleeping, and what ended up happening in 2007, which some people already know this, Nick, our mutual friend, passed in a motorcycle accident, and from that moment, because I was in that deep grief and that heartbreak, I wanted to make sure that he was okay, and I felt like, oh my God, all of a sudden he was here and I didn't even get to say goodbye, I didn't even get to say this or or do that, and. It really put me in a place, a deep, dark place, but I was grasping for anything that could let me know that he was okay. So that's when I started to communicate with him. And from there, everything unfolded, and I started to connect the dots from my childhood of things that were happening that I didn't know were connected to mediumship and being highly sensitive. So that was a big part, that was a pivotal moment for me.
1: So it's like once all of that happened, you were able to look back into your life and see, whoa, that connection there, that connection there. And I think that's a really big insight for people is maybe they did have one moment from all the mediums watching. They had one moment that shifted everything. But if they reflect deeply back on their life, they'll see the little, you call them breadcrumbs? Little breadcrumbs breadcrumbs right along the way. That's a powerful process right there, right? To go back and reflect on that.
0: And when I was little, I was always known to be the one that was sick, or I was in the hospital for a couple of months too. Um, I was I always had earaches. I was highly sensitive, had a lot of allergies, a lot of sensitivities, and very moody around the full moon. <laughs> so
1: You were very moody? No, I, I, I can use that. Still I'm still not are, right? Moody a little all bit non joking. <laughs> but
0: um yeah. So I feel like there were so many sensitivities. I would get frustrated because I was quiet and I was observant. But I would never speak up about my feelings then. I didn't know how to handle the energy. And then when I started to get older, I'm like, oh, that's why I was the way that I was then. So you start to realize that later.
1: That's interesting too because a lot of... We get that a lot, right? To where. You get these healers, mediums, and they have these different ailments in their body, right? Maybe mm-hmm. when they were younger, maybe right now. And it seems like a lot of those are tied to this gift, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes you're not using the energy and it's using you. And sometimes you are more sensitive to different things, but it doesn't have to be crippling. You know, because I feel like there's anxiety over my life with certain situations and I realize now there's a shift in that, not that it's completely gone away because there's certain things that give me anxiety or make me anxious, but I'm more aware of why that feeling has come up over the years too.
1: So interesting. So let's imagine that you're going back in time mm-hmm. and you're at a coffee shop and you're just having coffee, and then do 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 do, your little twelve year old self walks up oh boy, and 12. sits down with you. If you just had a few minutes to share some life lessons? What would you share with her?
0: That's a good question. I'd say let's go for a walk and um, let's just sit and not worry about anything. Let's just take this moment to sit and really be present and um, have fun. Don't don't be worried about anything, just really have fun and know that the next couple years Are going to be really pivotal for you um, and it's important to stay true to you I'd probably say that and say trust the process (laughs) that would be the big thing
1: awesome well one of the last questions what does success mean to you
0: success means to me um, you're fulfilled in the sense of happiness purpose um, also comfortable with the flow of abundance in every way so whether it's money in the bank account and feeling comfortable with that abundance in the energy of who I am as a person abundance in the relationships that I have in my life and really the honesty that comes out I feel like that's successful um, energy to me to have that balance and really pay attention to what I'm feeling and speak and express in that way. Not holding back in any way and feeling really good about it and not feeling any kind of guilt because there's so many years that I felt guilty about expressing myself or I'd second guess what I said and there's still moments that that comes up too but I feel like success embodies everything together where there's an abundance and a flow and ease with things.
1: Awesome. And for those people that they don't know where to find you and they're they're (laughs) wondering what you do, where do they find you and what kind of services do you offer?
0: So you can go to lindsaymarino.com and I'm on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse. Um, What I do is I love to work with psychic mediums and healers to deepen their abilities and mediumship. I also love to help them Um, have that freedom when it comes to their business and kind of lay out the blueprint when it feels comfortable to you to create something that's impactful to other people but also is really fulfilling to you so you're not racing around and trying to jam everything in one box and feel like you have to have 50 jobs to impact people. Um, The other thing I love to do is cultivate a really safe and loving environment. So I work with community of mediums we have a membership of mediums from all over the world and it's a safe place to grow and learn and it's all about mindset and really practicing techniques in a safe space
1: awesome and then this is actually the final question (laughs) (laughs) the final question what do you want people to remember you by
0: I would say my heart I want people to know that Everything that I do, I do it with my heart and even when I'm speaking my truth and you know, it may be difficult to hear in that moment. It's all from the intention of expressing through love and intention to move energy and, and just really focus in on moving a lot of energy. Whether it's for myself to express it. Or it's to share my heart and truth with others so that they're impacted in a powerful way, too. Just make sure that they're inspired, knowing that when you are in your truth, there's so much that can come from that. Awesome.